welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hooting, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. I never liked Salt Lake City. (laughs) (laughs) And Jamie Bacon, that's who you're hearing. Uh, Your musical laughter is also back. So thank you. It's it's only good for airport hangouts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So after that Real Salt Lake match... um, I think that we all could use some more optimism. And I know that's why you listen to this podcast, because uh, I don't know if anybody else is as ever optimistic as uh, we are. However, uh, we'll find out in a minute how Christian and Jamie feel um, about the team right now. Um, may the force be with the galaxy because they're going to need it going into Austin. Um, after that match um, in Salt Lake, I... Honestly, wasn't surprised that the first half was a snoozer. It seemed a lot like, you know, the last two matches, um, Nashville, Chicago. It it wasn't surprising to me. Um, you know, the Galaxy stat-wise had more possession, um, but I didn't see much in terms of creativity. Um, so they had the ball, but they didn't do anything with it. And there were very few good looks um and then of course the galaxy take a big fat l and i i don't i think the galaxy needed the loss because i think they need a real wake-up call they need to figure something out when your subs are doing better than the main team i think that there's a big problem i think the problem was you know i again i i come to this point of you know and this i think I'll, i'll mirror kind of a couple of talking points i made about the orlando game which is well, you have 64% of the ball. What are you doing with it? You know, you know, you're passing 597 times, but what are you doing with it? And I mean, yeah, they had a, a, a one XG and, and, and probably should have gotten a goal, but again, soccer, we don't, or, you know, you, you don't get points for being stylistically brilliant. This isn't, you know, ice skating at the Olympics where, you know, there's technical scores and, you know, like artistic scores. Like if, 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 if that was the case, the galaxy would have blown ourselves off the field, but soccer is a pass fail exercise we have many times have we said it you know when world cup qualifying or whatever and it's when you win you pass when you lose you fail and it's and it's i mean there was there was moments and passages of play in that second half that i thought you know were the, were the galaxy that i've, I've kind of understand is this year's edition which was you know very quick interchange passing raheem edwards you know being this this outlet valve that they used consistently to kind of create i don't know these, these very awkward angles for real salt like to to defend against and yeah, you, know, you could you could make the case that the galaxy were were profligate in front of goal, but I, I just again, it's one of those games where cool, we played really pretty. We don't have three points. Well, you know, something's wrong here. Yeah, I think you know we're at the point where Vanny needs to realize that the crawl experiment is over. <laughs> it's it's been a year. It's been over a year. It's just it's going nowhere and. Um, you can see players not even get frustrated anymore because they just know what's the point. I can yell at this kid, but it doesn't matter. It's going to be the same every game and he's going to start every game and we're going to be in the same position. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, that's a fair point about Cabral and, and, and I feel for the kid. And we, we did talk about that on the, on the last episode, but you know, it's just, that's where the attack goes to die. And I mean, you know, you look at the, the the passing network graph here. I mean, you know, he was 
you know, he was, you know, Revolution kind of used him as a outlet kind of ball player. But I mean, his passing network to everyone else is like very thin lines, which indicates that he didn't try a lot of passes. Um, that's a problem because if Vinny's going to use Raheem Edwards as this outward space to kind of drink, uh, create angles that are awkward for a team to defend against, um, and then by doing so, then use Raheem Edwards as the final, you know, the, the, the pass before the, 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 uh, the goal, um, be it an assist or be it a, you know, a cross or whatever, you need to have someone be effective on that side. And it's just every time it's a bad touch, it's a wrong decision. And it kills off the galaxy attack because the galaxy attack that has to start kind of compensating. And then Efrain Alvarez has to pull himself out of position in order to become that outlet uh, for Chicharito to work off of. And I think I, 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 they just have tried deploying uh, Cabral in all these like very different ways as kind of like an attempt to kind of just like try this, maybe this you'll be good at it. You know, try this, maybe this you'll be good at. And it's just, it's not worked. And I, I think, you know, and this happens all the time in international soccer player comes to a club, just doesn't fit, doesn't work system, new country, whatever it, it happens. But I think it's time that they cut him and, and, and move on with the space. So who was good in this game? Um, it was Araujo. Costa wasn't half bad, even though obviously you'd like to see more from him. Question, Grant Seer and Jovalich, who are the subs. Um, you know, Zavaleta got his first start. Um, not, you know, I talked about depth on this team before, but like Jamie said, it, it not just with Cabral, I feel like this team is just more the same. I don't want to see, and with Austin, you're not going to have a match that, like we just saw these last three. Like, these are the last three, like, the set of most boring games. (laughs) And when you go to Austin, it's not going to be boring. In fact, Austin's going to kick our ass. (laughs) Um, I I think, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, good performances, I thought Zavaleta was good. I I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't watch him a ton at at Toronto. So, but he looks solid and serviceable, and, and that's kind of what they need. Derek Williams has continued his fantastic season. Um, and I thought, I thought Marquis Delgado, you know, was nominally good in, in controlling the midfield. Um, with, with Douglas Costa, I, I just don't think he's had time. You know, if you think about it, cause he's been either, you know, he, he comes, you know, he comes in injured, you know, so he has to spend, you know, three weeks on the training table. He comes in, scores against Seattle. It's a pretty good game. Um, in a couple of other matches gets injured again, it's two weeks off. You know, he just, you know, he, he hasn't had time to click and he hasn't had time to, to understand MLS. And, and, and he kind of alluded to it, I think, um, in a media call, I don't want, uh, not before this game, but maybe it was two games ago, you know, where he said, as a player who's never played in MLS, I, I, it takes some time, you know, it, this happens at, at any league in the world. It takes me a little bit of time to, to learn the league and, and learn my teammates. And I think that's, yeah, it's a rational and reasonable excuse. Um, again, I think the leash is significantly shorter with Cabral than it is for, for Costa. And I think, um, I think he's shown flashes of, oh, you know, maybe something is here. Uh, I mean, Chicharito was running was, I mean, the kid can, you know, run all day um, and, and also scowl at his teammates all day for not passing the ball to him fast enough. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I thought, you know, it wasn't like the Galaxy were, you know, like falling all, all over themselves, like, you know, where I think we'd be able to, but it, it just, the word I'd use is plotting, which, you know, it's just it didn't have any kind of, intensity or or speed to it so now what i'm starting to get concerned about is banny's coaching um you know i've had all my faith in him you know when you say like cobral was his guy and 
he's got his pieces in and I understand, you know, Costa's um, not had enough time. And, and I, and I hear that and I, I get it, but um, I'm, I'm starting to get concerned. I mean, at least this time we had sub sooner. I mean, Cabral was sub by the half, but you know, it's just, I'm not Vanny out. I'm, I'm not that person. I think that you need consistency, including a coach. Um, I think that Vanny has a lot of good things, but I am, I mean, starting to get concerned, um, especially if we're making a playoff run, uh, you know, tomorrow's one of those games and not tomorrow, the Austin game is one of those games this weekend. That's, that's looking like this, this is where we know where the galaxy is going to fit in terms of who they're facing and, and what the contenders are going to be for the cup or for playoffs. I, I, I mean, it's a, major, it's a major tester game for us because it's a team that has come out of the gates firing. They're looking great this season. They're, they're in second, right? Right above us. Yeah. We've only played them. We've only had one season to see them and it was a season where they were not good. So now we're going into something where they're playing well. And of course, you know, we beat the first place team. We beat LAFC, but that is such a different type of game with what the team brings into it with the intensity, what the fans bring into it with the intensity so now to go on the road to Austin to a club that is playing well, this is, I think, our first real tester game that we're going to have. I think also with the Real Salt Lake game, um, kind of with the way that that Mastroni sets up his sides and the way that he he looks to play, uh, I think you know Real Salt Lake was more than happy to have this game played in front of them, which is to say, conceding the ball, trying to take opportunities on the counter, and the Galaxy kind of almost let them do that a couple times, you know, pinning Raheem. And Julian so high up opened up so much space, and you know, they almost hit Derek Williams' side pretty hard a couple of times. Where I was thinking to myself, "Oh, oh here we go," um, you know. But I think, you know, that that that's kind of monster in his game plan. And, they, and and the Galaxy have played two or three teams over the past couple of weeks that, you know, rightly or wrongly, that is the the plan of the team that they're playing, the opposition. You know, that that they want to sit and be defensively solid. That is the first focus. And then if we can get a couple of chances, one goes in, you know. Heck yeah. And I don't think they're going to, you know, I don't think anyone expected what the, the goal that was scored to be scored in that manner. You know, Bond's been pretty solid in the back and obviously, you know, keepers are prone when a keeper makes an error, it's significantly more uh, destructive because it usually leads automatically to a goal rather than any other position on the field. So of course, you know, it's going to be that, but it never it doesn't help that that was a set piece either. Like the galaxy exactly. keep doing this when they concede the goals. Yeah, but might might so that points to a little bit of a structural defensive concern if we want to get into that. But um, you know, I, I don't think it. It's one of those games where just you kind of have a short term memory about it. I think they had good moments, but you know, it's it's a fluky goal. I I didn't really see anything from Real Salt Lake that made me think. You know, just looking at their expected goals numbers. I mean the highest percentage one is like 10%. That's, you know, hidden hope level kind of stuff. Um, so I just, I, I, I just think this is going to be one of those games that we look back on in the, in, in the season and really, you know, kind of have a short-term memory on, but we saw it last year. I mean, how critical it was that that galaxy team had that nine game run uh, or the, the, that hot start to the season because they went on that nine game, you know, winless run and it, it destroyed them, but they were in it on decision day because they were so good in the beginning of the season the galaxy need to start picking up points in case 
there was a summer lull, you know, players off to in national team duties, injuries, they've got to start picking up points and, and, you know, just to have that insurance blanket. And I think that this was a, a very big missed opportunity. Yeah, but uh, um, I, I hear what you're saying. I do agree. It's a missed opportunity. Um, yes, I do want to get into structural defensive concerns. Um, I, I um, was also thinking that, um, sorry, the noise in the background uh, <laughs> threw, threw off my train of thought a little bit uh, as it happens on Zoom. I should be used to it by now. But um, yeah, I, I just want to know you know, look, I'm looking at the U.S. Open Cup, uh, which we still have another week for, right? I'm thinking back to when the Galaxy were playing the San Diego Loyal, and it's not a regular season game. And, you know, there's a number of other factors that are going into why even that was 1-0. Um, you know, I don't think Austin's going to necessarily pound uh, the Galaxy 5-0 um, because I, I do think that this team has... has um, really strong points um but like you said like they, they need to be creating uh they need to honestly be taking the shots like i understand stats wise like even um some of the best players or like i think maybe it was revolution or somebody had a had a shot or maybe it was even Efrain that their shot was like less than a 14 percent chance that it was going to go in the net but it's like i don't care just take the shot you know <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know. You want to talk about structural defensive concerns well, or or them taking the shots? Stats go for it. Well, I, I think it's just what what kind of we were thinking about on set pieces, which is to say, I think the Galaxy has struggled a lot on set pieces. You know, both attacking and defending them. Um, and I think, you know, with the obviously you every every week you plan for the team that you're playing in terms of set piece design, right? Because you you don't want to. A, become stale, but also B, you know, you want to find matchups that you like um, and defensive, uh, you know, marking that, you you know, you in the film room, you tell a guy, you know, okay, whenever we have a corner, you're marking that guy or, hey, you know, try to get in the run. I just, I think they've struggled on set pieces and I, I, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, I think they're trying, so at least in, um, in attacking corners, ban the short corner, I'm done with it, stop it, because I understand why they're doing it, which is to basically get defenders to jump and then kind of you take the, uh, advantage of the, the the confusion of the player not realize or not having to prepare for the second ball to come in. Stop. Just we until we start with scoring goals off corners, just long corner every time. Um, unless you're like up one nil in the 90th minute, then I get it. on the defensive side of things. They're trying to play the offside trap a little bit and it's not working. And I think just maybe going back, going to a man marking system almost in the box. It doesn't look, it kind of looks like they're doing a little bit more zonal stuff might be a little bit more beneficial, especially to use the height that they have in, in Williams and um, in uh, Koulibaly and, and, and uh, Revolution and, and, and Marky Delgado, you know, who are pretty big guys. Um, I just think that would make a little bit better sense for the Galaxy moving forward on set pieces. Yeah, I have never been a fan of short corners. Again, I, I understand as well, but it's just, I want to watch sexy soccer and that is not sexy. <laughs> nothing is nothing is more beautiful to me than when you take that corner you launch it in and some guy just has a beautiful header or you know like a sneaky back post uh I don't know it just I want to watch sexy soccer I hate short corners yeah I want to I want to watch a six five center back 
ping a full-blooded header in the, the top corner. I, that, I, that's what I want. I'm actually glad that you said that, Jamie, that you want to watch sexy soccer. I heard you Christian say that like the Galaxy actually didn't look, um, I guess, stylistically bad when they were playing the soccer on Saturday. But um, yeah, I miss the sexy soccer. I miss seeing some some real movement with the ball, not just not just holding it. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, um, what we're going to see uh, against Austin, really. I mean, because it's not going to be because that, that team isn't going to take things slow. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going to begin kind of our, our, our discussion of Austin, Austin's going to want to keep the ball. You know, this is the first team they've played in about two weeks that is going to want to keep the ball. That's going to want to go after you. That's going to want to, you know, you know, get you in uncomfortable positions. And it almost feels like the Galaxy play to the level of their opposition. And I think having Austin, who is this very, you know, very good team in transition and, and plays directly at you when they have the ball and, and really goes for your, for your jugular, I almost think this could be a good thing for the Galaxy in the sense that they can't waste possession in the sense that they have to be moving the ball and getting opportunities in order to prevent uh, Austin from settling in on, the, on, on transition opportunities. I think that that could help. I think the best the Galaxy have looked this year was at times against LAFC. I mean, that first half against LAFC, and, and that was because LAFC wanted to take the game to them. Well, now all of a sudden, there's all this space that this passing can take advantage of. And, you know, they were moving the ball so much quicker against than against, you know, say, Real Salt Lake or, um, you know, other teams. I think that that is kind of an underrated factor in this. Uh, they're going to have to be defensively good. I mean, Austin's going to get a ton of chances. Sebastian Drewsi cannot seem to stop scoring. Um, you know, they, they were, they showed incredible resilience in, in the game against, in again, the game against Houston, excuse me. And I think, you know, they're going, they're going to have to come down to earth at some point. I mean, just the, no, the underlying numbers in this, uh, in this Austin team just are not sustainable, but I don't think it's going to happen this weekend necessarily. Yeah. I really think Austin's going to take it to us. Like I said, this is going to be a really big tester game for the galaxy to see what they're made of and to see if they can bounce back from some, uh, some several weeks here of really stagnant play. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, obviously the, 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 the brilliance of this lineup is, is undeniable. I mean, Drew C has been fantastic. Um, they, they, they play confidently. They play quickly. I, I, I really, I actually, you know, honestly, I'm not watching the Galaxy. I really like watching Austin this year. They're they're fun. Um, they everything they everything they were good at, they've gotten better at from last year, and everything they were bad at last year, transition defense, defense in general, set piece defending. Um, you know they've fixed. Uh, I think you know Max Rudy has been scoring goals like it's 2015. Ethan Finley, you know, has been rehabilitated as an outside winger, and he's been fantastic. Um, I like Stu Rindle. Um, I think he's underrated. And, you know, Cascante in that back line alongside Nick Lima, also kind of an underrated combination. Um, and they have depth at every position. They're, they're, they're smart. Uh, Rodney Redes, when he comes in, just provides another goal-scoring threat. So I think they're going to, you know, the Galaxy are going to be tested here. And, I, you know, that's a good thing because we, we want tests, right? You know, we want to know where the Galaxy stand. But I, I just am so concerned that if they go out like they did against Real Salt Lake and just don't move the ball effectively – or Atlanta, excuse me, Austin is going to absolutely tear them apart on, on the counter. Yeah, it's, I'm worried about this game in all honesty. 
And then I was, that's why I'm looking ahead too. Like, okay, you got the U S open and you have FC Dallas after that. So FC Dallas, I mean, not to jump out too far ahead, but I mean, that could just be another snooze fest, you know, but like you said, this is a chance for the galaxy to really step it up and, you know, a team that can step it up against LAFC. Um, I, I think that the galaxy could, could bring it in Texas. I do. I think we're going to win. No, but I would love to be proven wrong. I mean, they're, they're going to get their opportunities. I mean, that's not to say that Austin is this all-encompassing juggernaut that can never be stopped. Like, I'm not trying to, to say it like that, but, I mean, you saw in this game against against uh, Houston, I managed to get uh, a, a chance to watch it. I mean, they did concede some opportunities that really, if I was, you know, if I was Austin FC, I'd be a little concerned about. And I think better finishers, like a la Chicharito, are going to dink that in. I mean, they, they, they conceded to, to a San Jose side that was basically – trying to get everyone fired but like i mean they're not necessarily you know this this insatiable juggernaut that you know can't be stopped they're going to get their chances but i think um you mentioned the the open cup game what a welcome sight for sore eyes if you're the galaxy right you know you've had two weeks where it's, it's not been great results on um, you know austin you know I, I know we're kind of a little doom and glooming on this this podcast but that's just the perfect game to get everyone firing again right like i mean they're gonna uh, not to say anything about Cal Strikers United FC. I've watched Nisa games. The quality is not that high. Um, I mean, if they don't put in five against them, they're either, they either took their foot off the brake when they go up three nil or, you know, something terrible has gone wrong. You know, like they're, it's, that's going to really get his team. Cause I, I think Vinny wants to take the open cup seriously. That's the sense I'm getting, you know, he could have really, you know, choked out of a, a weaker lineup against San Diego. And I would have, I would have been sympathetic. Um, but I thought, by the way, I thought Perez and Aguirre in that open cup game were fantastic. I really hope they get a chance uh, next week in the open cup um, because I'm, I'm really excited for their development. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just think just get through this game and then you have such a, a game that can just get so many people firing. I mean, Kevin Cabral could start that game score a hat trick and all of a sudden he scores 15 this year kind of game, um, you know, unlikely, but um yeah, I just think I, I think you know you kind of almost have to just get through this Austin game and then look at what's coming up and say, all right, you know that's going to be where we start to really pick up some momentum again. Yeah, um, I like that you said that Valley took the the Open Cup seriously. It would be wonderful to see the Galaxy actually go go all the way with that. Uh, I think that the team could use the confidence. I think I think like you say, Cabral could use. Uh, a boost. Um, yeah, just going back to Austin, like you said, I did not mean to make it sound like Austin was this really super awesome team. Cause you're right. They, they have had their struggles. It's just looking at how the galaxy were knowing the way that Austin plays at home. It's, it's m- more than a concern at this point, um, facing that team. You know, it really does, uh, feel like there's a lot of contention. I know that games in the West, yeah, more yellow cards fly out than than any time. I feel um, so. That's why I just felt like you know, this is obviously another opportunity. There's a lot. There's a lot the galaxy can do. That that I mean, there's a big opportunity to see some sexy soccer. There's an opportunity um, to see the galaxy really step it up. Um, but I'm just yeah. If they don't come out the gate firing the way that Austin does though it is going to be hard and then you got guys who you know are on the other side of the and they get they get gassed they get tired and and Austin will run you ragged and you know I'm concerned that 
some of our players aren't as good as we thought. Like Efrain Alvarez, I thought, I started thinking maybe he's just not as good. Like when he took that and made that goal, I think it was in Charlotte, right? It was like, they said lightning doesn't strike twice. It was like right in the, the corner. You could swish and the thunk on that. And it was the most beautiful goal. And then after that, he tried it a few times and I'm glad that he's taking shots. Um, but against real Salt Lake, I didn't see anything that really made him stand out. And he's not getting any younger either, even though he's, he's, so, you know, one of our youngest players. It's just, it's just my concern that, you know, the guys that we have, especially now that the summer window is approaching, there's not going to be much options that we're going to be really getting in the summer when you think about it. Yeah. I, 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 I will say the effort and goal against Charlotte is going to probably be my goal of the season. And then he tried it again against Seattle, remember, and he almost worked like the exact same shot. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think this is going to be a very open game. I, this could, you know, end four, you know, five, four. Like, I mean, this could be a hockey score kind of game um, just because both teams really like to be expansive. If you know, move, move the ball quickly. Uh, I mean, if something's working for the galaxy, moves the ball quickly. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, and then, you know, Drew C and Chicharito are two of the most informed strikers in the league right now. Um, so I, I think this could be really fun. And um I hate these kind of games when you're when you're a fan of one of the teams involved because every single time it's like a heart attack like every five minutes because like it's like all right we almost had a chance oh no we almost conceded a chance and it's like every thirty seconds that seems to be the case um, so it's, I'm excited because it's going to be a fun game um, I just I, I think at this point in time right now looking at both these teams I just think Austin or Austin's got that little bit extra edge they're on form they're at home that stadium is rocking this season i mean it's allowed in there um i, I just yeah i, I think it's going to be a t- it, if they can get it done which you know that's why we don't play games on on paper right you know if we did i would say you know we'd basically all be excellent at we all be football manager experts you know we on our computers playing football manager kind of thing um so i mean obviously any 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 given sunday or whatever the quote you want to use for soccer but um yeah i just think there there if if it turns into a game about who's got more firepower right now um I, I just think Houston's got the better informed players. I'm ready for fun. Yes, Jamie. I think one thing, um, you know, one thing that's that's probably the key to the game is like, well, we've said repeatedly they need to come out firing, but the Galaxy need to score first. It, it, playing away on the uh, in a stadium like that um, and trying to come from behind, it is going to be a struggle. That that. Uh, supporter section is going to give it to you for 90 plus minutes and just make every every effort you have just impossible if you're coming from behind yeah I agree I think I think they, they need to score first if they, if they do I think if they score first and give themselves a chance the defense has been good enough that they can you know kind of limp them through but yeah I, I think scoring first is, is the critical thing here yeah I mean if the first half is like 2-1 you know, in favor of the galaxy, three, one in favor of the galaxy, then of course, then, uh, you know, I would never feel comfortable, but because it's MLS and because anything can happen in a second half. Um, but so, I definitely would, would breathe. So, so we're, <laughs> we're scoring five goals in the first half is what Michelle's predicting. All right. Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also predicting then if you're having your score line, then uh, Austin FC is going to have three goals in the first half <laughs> in that case. <laughs> So, oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, any, any other things to add before we wrap this up? Cause there's a little countdown going on the top of the zoom. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for a lovely weekend in Texas. 
Yeah. And so stay tuned, you guys. We got, uh, we'll see what happens uh, in Austin and then, and then we'll preview the open cup for you more in depth. Can't wait. I can't wait for open cup. I love open cup so much. <laughs> you get to go. I know. <laughs> Your backyard. That's where you want to go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Shout out. I'll shout out to the, the <laughs> oh, sorry. Shout out to the to the people going to Austin. I am jealous. It's too close to the end of the school year. I I would not be able to travel right now, but Austin is definitely on my bucket list. Yeah, and it's I've I've heard it's a fantastic away day. So uh, safe travels and safe travels to all you who may are making the horribly long trek to Orange County for the Open Cup. Yeah, I did Austin last year, and honestly, it was it was one of my favorite away. Oh my gosh, wait! I thought of something before you go. Oh, I think oh. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jamie, oh my God, I can't believe we did this. Oh God, uh, I'm going to say it. I am so mad about it still. Yes, so the whole thing that thankfully you get to hear it here. So remember oh, how Jamie, God. you guys didn't go to the home game that one time where she capos for Riot Squad? Tell them, Jamie. I can't believe... The one time I gave into my body and said, let's just be exhausted and stay home and watch the game on TV is the time that the Lars lift happens. And I wasn't in the box. Oh man. Oh my I'm God. I'm still so mad about it. Every time I watch that video, I'm like, I would have been there. Has anybody like told you what it was like to lift Yovelich? I mean, no, I haven't talked to anyone about it. I'm sure it's in the discord, but I have discord muted because everyone talks too much. Okay. I, I do. I know we're, we're, we're running out of time on, but so my question to you, Jamie, is thus, are, how confident are you that you would be able to lift Yovelich up into the box? <laughs> um, I absolutely would not have, but I would have been in the, the little corner and just been celebrating with everyone. I always uh, stand in one like corner of the box. Uh, well, at least you're honest. <laughs> so how many times have you watched that video? Because I've definitely watched it <laughs> at least 10 times. Well, it just depends on whose social media you're on. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully Jamie gets her chance again. Yovlich, if you ever listen to this, please don't ever stop. I know it's a yellow car, but just jump in the box. Vanny, if you're listening, start him. Amen. All right, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you soon.